After a decade of gathering women together for prayer, we are inspired to bring our words of encouragement to you. This is iRefresh. Hi, welcome to iRefresh, where we empower ordinary women to do extraordinary things through the power of prayer and God's Word. I am Laura Watson. I am part of the iRefresh prayer team, and I have with me tonight Cheryl Clare. She's the founder of iRefresh, and we have the privilege of sitting down with our friend Kelly Martin. <laughs> Uh, Cheryl and I have both had the opportunity to have Kelly teach our sons at school. So that was both of them. the first yeah. point of connection. We had yeah. to fight with Kelly. We had to, yes. to have her as a teacher. We <laughs> chose her as the teacher. Because you I have was the to chosen. go up early, early in the morning yes. to sign up for Kelly. So. That is true. Oh, we were there yes. very early to sign up to get <laughs> Kelly as the teacher for our kids. And I loved so, having them. They yes. were so fun. We were Definitely. blessed to have you as their teacher. Well, so tonight we're kind of discussing Kelly's journey from fostering to adopting. Yeah, and I think you guys have been there through it all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you were. Yeah, right when you began. Daniel? Yes. Yeah, and and, and yeah. Ryan, right. I think yeah. even Justin, yeah. yeah. Because so. you start thinking about it, talk about it when Daniel mm -hmm. was in it, mm -hmm. and then when David and Ryan were in your class, then that's when the adoption, adoption yes. finalized. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, go ahead. Tell us a well, little I've bit what always, led you into that. Yeah, I've always loved children. Obviously, I became a teacher, but even mm -hmm. as a young child, I was always around children. Um, when I was, I think, in second or third grade, I taught another child that was younger than me to read. So it's always been on my heart to work with children, be with children. Um, I started teaching in 99 at Victory Christian, and I had my fill of 22 to 24 kids every day and absolutely <laughs> loved it. But there had been something deposited in my heart earlier when I was at Bible school that I always had a heart for orphans. And at the time, I remember um, praying and agonizing because I didn't want to go to another country. But God just reminded me yeah. that there were children here that needed homes, that needed loving parents because their parents weren't able to provide for them or take care of them at that time. Was there any particular uh, instance or circumstance or a connection that made you say yes to fostering, or was it just kind of an overall something? Well, I think it had been on my heart for a long time, but in 2004, I bought my first home, and I remember sitting in the living room watching TV, and an ad came on the television, ah. and I felt like, okay, now it's time. I have a home to provide for somebody, and I wanted to bring peace into somebody's life who might be going through turmoil at the time. So that's when I started, and coincidentally, um, that's the year my daughter, my first foster child, and later my adopted daughter was born the year I got my home and started okay. working on that really? process. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I did either. Oh, that I is just so remember awesome. you had a lot happen in that right. small period of time, yes. small window, but your adopted daughter was not your first foster child. She was. She was. Now, okay. I did respite for a weekend, and it was an older child. I had in my heart to foster younger children. And there was a need for an older child, so she came to visit for a weekend, and I just knew in my heart that that was not the right fit for me. I kind of had a twist because I felt so guilty that this child needs a home, and yeah. I'm really uncomfortable with this. But God, you know, reminded me, I don't lead with a twisted stomach and not in your stomach, but I lead you That's with peace. peace. Very good. So then I had to call and say, okay, this yeah. is really what I need and what 
you know, is on my heart is to have a child that is younger. Which is so really a good point, though, for those that are listening that are even considering fostering. Mm -hmm. Is there's probably because the demand and the need is so great mm -hmm. that I mean I've heard that from other people is you kind of almost feel guilty if you don't take them all in, but there's no, and you can't so be huge. led by a need. But God puts that on your heart for a reason because He knows the children that are going to be placed in your home. That's so good. So I switched agencies to an agency that had younger children. Oh, okay. And so the following November, I got my first foster child, which was my daughter, now Nevaeh. And yes. now, how old was she when you? So first she was just turned a year. So her birthday is okay. in October, and I got her November eighth. Okay. So yeah. And then you. So I'm you... teaching, and and I next day, you know, had arranged daycare. So she goes to daycare the other day. One of our good friends at work just prayed for me right before I was going to get her that she would just fit in Aww. to my routine, just her sleep habits and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, she went to bed at an early hour, which was me. And she <laughs> got up, you know. God knows. <laughs> Absolutely. And as a single right. parent, I had to get to work, you know, and now, see, now that's the really key, too, is like you made that choice knowing you're going in on this with no backup plan. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, no backup and somebody help you No backup through, in the home. Yeah, yeah. in, the, in right. the immediate home. But you have a loving family. I absolutely You do. have the, like the best family ever. <laughs> I know them. I think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a very good support system. Absolutely. So I am assuming right. they were very pivotal, pivotal in you yes, know, very supportive when the, I got her and everybody came to the house and the yeah. first day I had her and even my niece and nephew would come and fight over her, you know, so she was well loved and accepted right from the beginning. But again, I had to work and I know, okay, I have to pay the bills, so I'm going to have to take her to daycare, mm -hmm. which was hard. We had one long weekend, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or Veterans Day or something, in there and you know where we got to bond a little bit and I brought her back and I remember her just staring at me like what what are you doing <laughs> you're leaving me again and you're I leaving me cried all the way to work but that had to be tough yeah. for her yeah. because how can they communicate and said I thought you were going to be with me yeah. and then you're dropping off again and she's a year old yeah. and at that yeah. time she would look like nine months not talking not no. walking oh so, I didn't realize that yeah. okay so she yeah. So she had a lot of her major developmental stages with you, yes. her milestones yes. where you got to experience wow. those with mm -hmm. her. But I knew or I felt like I thought it was temporary that she'd be there for a season okay, and did. prepared my heart for that. And, you know, um, as you foster, you visit with the family. So we visited, I think, just one time, though, with her grandparent. But she also had siblings in the system. Okay. So... Um, that was part of the process is going to visit and meet with them, keeping them connected. And we okay. did that for quite a while um, until they were later adopted by their, I think, maternal grandmother. Okay. So, I remember that. So I remember when I would kind of almost challenge you because I'm like, how can you have this precious baby that you get start to get attached to day after mm -hmm. day? The whole idea, I mean, you... Of giving her back. There's right. a possibility. The possibility. Yes. And I, I just, I can't, I mean, I just remember thinking back then is how do you... How that, are you going to release that child? Yeah, your heart is so... I don't think I knew at the time how I was going to do it, but like the mm -hmm. grace of God in mm -hmm. my mindset was um, this is a temporary situation. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. helping them through a time of turmoil okay. and getting her to a place yeah. of 
peace. And when she can go back into a peaceful, safe home, mm -hmm. then I, I felt like I'd be ready to, but that I, didn't happen. I'm, I'm kind of curious, too. I don't know if you know. Okay, I'm no, some people maybe just choose to stay in the fosterings, just to foster mm -hmm. children. I mean, was did was that in your mindset that I you... really thought I was going to foster? I did not. So adoption was not something no. you was not I a didn't thought plan. when I you didn't. went into the process of mm -hmm. okay, I'll foster, and then if it becomes a possibility, then no. I'll adopt. I just felt like as a single parent, I didn't even know you know that was really available okay. to me. I just All thought, right. okay, this oh. is what I'm going to do. This is what I have mm -hmm. to do. And then after I had her for about a year. Her parents' rights were terminated, and they asked me since she had been in my home. Okay, because she was from that was her home. That yeah. was really her home. Yes. And yes, because she was. That was her stability. Yes. And, yeah. So they asked me if I would be interested in adopting, and of course I was like, yes. And I remember <laughs> at the time thinking, because again, as a single, I I was like 35, 36, and I mm -hmm. thought, okay, I'm okay with not getting married and I think I remember having this conversation yeah. with you yes. but the thought of not being a mom really made me sad mm -hmm. it bothered right. me so that bothered God was than, giving me than not being married yeah I always remember yes. that not being a mom bothered you way right. more than the yeah. idea of not being married but I think if you and especially if you know Kelly is watching how she always loved on our yes. kids I mean that was uh, the, the the precious thing is they were learning not just the basics in a first grade class, but it was that communion you were having with these children, the reinforcement of not just knowledge, but that loving way that you yeah. would correct them if they needed it, just making them better. Like, I feel like that, that nurturing that was already in you, that you mm -hmm. were doing it for so many other kids, it's like God now gave you the opportunity to, to be all in with yeah. Nevaeh. Yes. Yeah. You know? And it blessed me, you know, to be able oh, to keep yes. them and bring them home, not have to send them home at 3 o'clock. Not have to send them, yeah. <laughs> well, and so. I do have to say, I think the thing that my kids so much enjoyed with having you as a part of their life was they truly felt you were genuine. Like, just, you know, the love that you had towards them, just the desire to see them do well and to prosper. You were Aww. always... It was truly from the heart, and they truly, I think all the kids felt that. And it's like, each, even though you had 20 in your class, each one of them felt, felt like special. they were special Like I remember somebody you. saying, yes. I miss Martin's favorite. And I was like, no. <laughs> 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 you did really well. So I'm glad they felt that way. Oh, thank and you. And you did. Sure. And so I just remember... When you did get Nevaeh, and I just remember meeting Nevaeh and just and bring her in. The kids, bring, would be, the kids they were so excited. They were so excited. <laughs> yes. What a great thing, though, for them to learn mm -hmm. what it was because you were talking about the process, you were talking about the potential before you know when you were going to bring her home, mm -hmm. yes. and then the possibility that you, you you weren't holding tight to her in mm -hmm. case. But then, then by the sec my second child, that then you had the opportunity to keep her, and they yes. were excited. Yeah, they were like, oh. so excited. Because <laughs> yeah. I think for them, they felt like, oh, she has to leave, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how hard that would be, but they were excited when I got. And to And I keep think her. the thing I noticed with you when you were fostering Nevaeh during that period was, we talked about, you know, you're just kind of holding to where it's like, okay, there's mm -hmm. a possibility yes. you know, that she can transition, but you never saw it in your actions like in your interactions mm -hmm. with her your relationship with her the love you sh you yes, showed toward her yes i loved her like there was never any 
difference. It was always like she was, you treated her yeah. as if she was always going to be with you. Yeah, and I think and that's so, important mm -hmm. because if you have a child coming into your heart, they want to mm -hmm. feel, or your home, want to feel a part of your family, want to feel like they belong. Yeah. And, and that was a natural thing because I love children, so... Well, not only did you have her, but you had other ones. Mm -hmm. So tell us even about that. Like, what would make you choose once you were in that process? Did you have, I know it's another one. I'm not sure. Yes, There's a lot of say names. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to protect. Um, yeah. Sometimes I know things are for privacy. Um, but when you started having, an, or consider another one, didn't you have mm -hmm. a conversation? With Nevaeh, I think Nevaeh, we um, froze my home for a little while so okay. that we could get used to... I don't know the permanency and I don't know if it was different because I wanted one child at a time because I felt like that's what I could handle right. but she voiced I think wanting to mm -hmm. have a younger child or a sibling in okay. the home and one that would stay with us okay yeah so I opened up my home again and then we got a two-month-old and it was I think it was October or November of the year that I adopted her in 2008 mm -hmm. oh. So, um, and we had Jasmine for about 10 months. Yeah, and, I remember. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember. Loved her. She was so and, yeah, so that was like the hardest thing. But that, okay, but that didn't go the same way. That, right, yeah. So, that but had now, a different ending. But, I mean, yeah. for you as an adult, we know how to process mm -hmm. grief and loss. But now, what do you, how did you communicate that with Nevaeh? That had to be, a, like, hard I to know. understand. Fortunately, because she was younger, um, I think kids are resilient. I don't remember conversations we had except Specific that she ones. had to go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my sister took me away for the weekend, the weekend that I did bring her back because I cried. And mm -hmm. Nevaeh spent some time with my mom. Um, fortunately, like two weeks after we gave her back, because right. her grandparents were fostering to adopt, she, the grandmother called me and said, would you like to have her this weekend? So pretty much we got her almost every weekend for the you, first and I was, couple of years, yeah. and we still have that interaction with her. Yeah. So I think it was easier because Nevaeh would be busy at school or daycare mm -hmm. all day, mm -hmm. you know, and then on the weekends yeah. we would get her you and spend time that, with her. We still had that connection, connection yeah. to Jasmine. So, so it was so, a different normal, but she didn't know any different. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. true. Right. She didn't no, know. That's her she was, was her still normal. in her life, and she knew she was going to spend time with her grandparents, and she was busy about her day. But then you got so fast forward. One. What is it? Um, five years later. Okay. In 2013, it was actually my second foster daughter's biological sister okay. that came into the system, and the parents needed to finish court-mandated classes mm -hmm. and to show, you know, stability mm -hmm. in the home and a safe environment. Um, at that time, my home was closed, but they asked me would I consider oh, okay. opening and fostering the baby, and I said... And don't you love how the Lord used... <laughs> well... The, yeah. But the Lord used that connection that you had yes. with Jasmine to yeah. open the door for this one. Yeah. And, and again, I thought it was a temporary situation. Okay, you did. And that I was... did talk with Nevaeh because now she was older. She mm -hmm. was like in third grade, and mm -hmm. I said, okay, listen... This is the situation. Are you wanting to do this? You know, you, she was younger, so we can't do as many things or the same things that we used to. And she was like, "Yes, yes." And you know, the first night we got her, <laughs> she was probably like, "Yes, she yes, wanted baby. to keep yes. her." You know, of course. <laughs> and I was like, "This is temporary. Yes. This is for a little while. You have to prepare yourself because you know, 
she's there's going a possibility. Back. Well, yeah. and that's, I didn't even think it was a possibility. I was like, this is what's happening, oh, you know? Okay. So, um, but, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, things kind of fell apart. Life happened, the roller coaster of fostering, and the parents weren't able to finish their court mandated. Okay. Stuff, right. So they asked. Um, they they did not meet the requirements that were set by the court in yeah. order to get yes. her back into custody. So after a year, the mom was kind of out of the picture. The dad was still trying. After the second year, mm -hmm. I think she turned to. Um, they were both kind of out of the picture. Okay. We had some visits still and kept in touch, but that's when I knew, okay, Lord, I've got to start mm -hmm. praying differently if this is... Right. if she's going to stay in the home. And I felt like at that time she would. I remember one time praying at school. We had a morning uh, worship service, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, God, I need to know how to pray because mm -hmm. I want God's will and purpose and her to be in the right place and our home mm -hmm. to be, yeah. you know, yeah. having the right people in it. Mm -hmm. And he showed me a picture of the judge kind of doing the gavel down, doing the gavel, saying, declaring oh. us a family. So wow. I had experienced that with Nevaeh. And oh, so yeah, then I, I knew, that. okay, I know how to pray now because there were, you know, many obstacles that came. Well, there's a lot to the process. Yes. There's a lot to getting that into mm -hmm. place. But the dynamics are you still have a father um, still yes. in and out. You didn't, yeah. everything was still, still not 100%. Right, right, at that time. Which is a lot so, of trusting just, God through that. Absolutely. Like daily. And praying for his plan and purpose and for him to mm -hmm. make a way when there seemed no way. Mm -hmm. She also was um, Native American and I was not. So typically so they do not be, allow right, really? a hindrance. So you, yeah. Oh, so if there's Indian in them. That's, so typically you're not allowed unless you have Indian in you mm -hmm. to adopt. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. There's, okay. there's, it's amazing the stipulations that yes. are on some of because the they cases. want them to be in the them. home. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to hmm. treasure and yeah. keep that heritage. But at this time, she had been in my home for two, two years. years, and her parents knew they could not get her back, and they wanted her to stay with me. Oh, see. So I went before the judge and asked. Yes. You know, okay, this is the situation. She's okay. been with me this long and petitioned. And uh, they granted it, and the Cherokee Nation also granted it and said that she could stay. Now, does that help? Does there stipulations? I'm curious because now, now that you're going to the process mm. of that, she has the Indian uh, benefits, I, I guess, yes. right? Yes. So she's able to take because, from what I understand, with fostering, you do have some assistance. Stipend, yes, okay. absolutely. And even into adoption in some cases, okay. in many cases, okay. they continue to receive a stipend until they're 18. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So there are benefits. You know, some people, mm -hmm. I've heard, you know, oh, they're in it for the money or whatever. I don't even see how that could be possible because <laughs> you know. children cost a lot more than... <laughs> it is not that cheap what? to raise a child. Right, and, You right. can't pay enough for no. all the things yes. that they needed to that have done. That doesn't cover right. the sports, doesn't but cover But medical's covered, okay. so that was a blessing. Okay. That helped out a lot. That's very Definitely. much a blessing. Yeah. And then her tuition, both their tuitions should be covered oh, in an in-state college. So there are things that help. And again, as a single parent, Those it really helped important. me financially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because yes. you're here, you're a teacher and mm -hmm. single and trying to raise now two kids. Mm -hmm. yes. That is a, a walk of faith. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But Being that's what life the spirit is, every day. too. But yes. God's provision, 
Yeah. Is but you're creative because you do yeah, and you do tutoring. Tutoring. Yes. But that still that means more time away from your children. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's got to be that that uh, balance. Go, yeah. yeah. Balance. Oh, absolutely. Where you feel like you're. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that trader of many trades, but yeah, master jack of, of all trades. Jack of all trades, yeah, master right. of none. Yeah. Well, um, what advice would you give someone who's um, maybe considering foster, fostering or adopting? Mm -hmm. I think just if they feel a tug on their heart, then start seeking it out. Start taking those steps. Talk to people because there are so many people. Oh, that's a great that can, idea. Yeah. I don't think you should be moved by people's stories because every story is different. And it's not always an easy journey. Um, but I believe the rewards are huge. The benefits far outweigh the, the, the cost the cons or, the, or yeah, absolutely cons. I cannot imagine not having those yeah. girls in my life I'm so thankful and I love what you said about not being emotionally led by other people's stories mm -hmm. or by other people's mm -hmm. experiences right. and testimonies but knowing that you're led by the Lord yes. and that that is something you should do because yeah. I think of what I've seen you as you've kind of walked it out is you were called to do that. And yeah. so I think because you picked up that calling and went with it, just how we've been able over the years just to see the things the Lord has put into place. And yes. the things the Lord has orchestrated and the things that he has yeah. worked out. Absolutely. His grace is there and mm -hmm. his anointing is there and he's going to equip you yes. just like he does for you know any walk that you're going through. Well, it's definitely, I mean, I know my sons and I, we got to go to the first adoption, yes. which was so cool to go to the courtroom and then be a part of seeing the miracle of God. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you think about it, when God put at the seed of a thought in your mind and the desire to be a mom and mm -hmm. desire to bring in and love um, a child, to be able to be a part of the celebration. I mean, what a amazing, like, and I, I'm, I'm grateful even more that, that my boys get to, to do alongside, yes. to watch yeah. to from the beginning, mm -hmm. and to see like great things can happen when you you know when you do go from the fostering to the adoption. Absolutely, and and I think as a parent too, it happens naturally. But when you stand before a judge and he declares like you are the parent, you are the responsible, mm -hmm. you have the rights, the privilege, the responsibilities of all parents. You know, that was huge. Then. That it, that would be yeah. huge to say you're truly a parent. She mm -hmm. is now. She is mine. There's no possibility of mm -hmm. transitioning out or no possibility of change. Yes. This is a final. Yes. So it is finished. It is and, a final and an decision. amazing kids. You know, the thing is funny though, then is, you know, as a teacher, <laughs> you know, it's different when you discipline them in the classroom. Yes. And then when outside, when you're, dis you're disciplining your own children. Yes. And they're not always listening and doing <laughs> no. what they're supposed to be doing. They don't obey, like, like the ones in school, yes. I'm sure. And there's that emotional tug that, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what I would think, though, and, and as we kind of bring it to a closure of, what do you think that would be helpful to our listeners that have thought about it? Maybe the Lord's put something in their heart. Or they're like, no, 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 it's not for me. Mm -hmm. What would you think that would inspire them to maybe follow through with that, that heart tug? I think just start taking the steps. There are so many agencies kind of look in and talk to different people or different agencies and let hear what they're about. Mm -hmm. I think that would help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. And, you know, the other things, too, is if you even have some questions that you would love to even reach out to Kelly about, we will be uh, posting these uh, podcasts and the videos, uh, and they'll be connected through our website at irefresh.net. 
and we would love, even on our Facebook, if you would allow us to uh, jot down the questions. We'll make sure that Kelly gets a hold of in responding to your questions because there is so many incredible stories. I think mm -hmm. we could take another, um, you know, segment. I've just seen the the battles of up and down, just like a parent. Absolutely, any, right? Yes. So yeah. I, I think it would be great. There's so many resources out there okay. too. I want to tell you know okay. people that as they walk through it, there are resources and there are people that can help them. And you know, whatever agency you're with, okay. we'll make those resources available to you okay. and talk to people about you know, their experience and find out what they did and what they've used. Because I think having people around you and resources and talking to others is huge. Yes, you're not yeah. doing it alone. Even though you're a single parent or you're a married family, mm -hmm. you've got to reach out to others. Mm -hmm. and We all need help. Yes, absolutely. That's well, great. thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's, as always, it's inspiring and encouraging, mm -hmm. and we love to hear it. It just... It's well, just awesome. truly a, a pleasure. lot of fun. Glad to be here. <laughs> Make sure you connect with us on our website, irefresh.net. We are also on social media, and our videos are available through YouTube channel, and our podcasts are available on any podcast platform. Make sure you subscribe so that you will receive notification when we have new content, because we'd love to share it with you, and we'd love for you to become a part. Until next time, go change the world. <laughs>